What's good, everybody, and welcome to the session. Yo, yo, I yo. am one of your co-hosts, Jay, and he is Trey from the VA. <laughs> What's good, y'all? So, my brother, let's go ahead and kick this thing off. How was your colonizer day this week? Man, my All Countries Matter day was lit, bro. I uh, started off just like one of my brothers from out of town came in. We were just chilling. And then, you know, came over to your crib, cooked out a little bit, had some good music, some good fun, some good drinks. Just turned up, bro. Celebrating all countries. Yeah, it was lovely, <laughs> man. <laughs> it was definitely lovely. I definitely enjoyed the um, day after the 3rd of July. And it was awesome, man. I had my mom, my aunt, and, um, you know, my son, my family, my friends all in the same place. Um, I've lived somewhere different every year since 2012 when I moved away from Atlanta. Damn, that's crazy. So it's been a long time since I spent a holiday with, like, my mom and them. So it was right. kind of dope that they came up and I actually got to spend the holiday with some family. Yeah, a little baby presentation slash housewarming we slash did. cookout. So it was all lit up here. And, of course, you know, he was in his Hawks gear out here looking official. <laughs> As long as you don't got him in a Falcons jersey, we good. Hey, man, no slander, no slander, no slander. There's only two things that we don't allow slander of on here, and that is Atlanta sports and Meg the Stallion. So we will not be well, doing we can that. we're going to agree on that one, bro. There we go. All right, my brother, what you got planned for this week? Man, I'm just chilling. Like, you know, now that, like, you know, work is just paying us to sit at home for right now, I'm just... Wake up, whatever I feel like doing that day, man. Like, you know, some days I might hop in a game. Some days I might just do something musical. But I don't got nothing major planned. What game are you playing? Man, listen, I'm going to try not to give away any spoilers, but I've been playing The Last of Us 2, part two, bro. <laughs> and when I tell you, for those, I'm, I'm literally only like an hour into the game, bro, because I had to stop and just take a breather because something broke my heart, man. But, man, if you... I recommend my PlayStation owners out there, man, get that game, especially if you played the first one, man. It's, I can't say much more without giving you spoilers, bro. Right. <laughs> nah, my, um, one of my best friends uh, for Father's Day, she got me the game, The Last of Us. I had never heard of the series before or played it before, but um, I've been playing it. It's definitely addicting. Bro. In between, you know, doing my grad school work and the stuff for the pod, I'm definitely locked into that and... Of course, 2K, of course, but, you know, um, for those of y'all who are heavy gamers, definitely check out the uh, Twitter page. It'll definitely have our gamer tags on there oh, in yeah. case y'all trying to run a little something with us on 2K or Call of Duty. And man, even once it starts picking up a little bit more, we might even try to figure out how to live stream while we're doing a podcast and whoop y'all ass real quick. Matter of fact, that's what we're going to talk about. We are definitely <laughs> going to put together a tournament. Um, of yeah. sorts and on that tournament we're gonna live live broadcast the pod yo and if, if y'all beat us don't be mad if we block y'all for like five minutes it's not right. personal it's just that we're not we're sore losers and even while you block you're still gonna tune in each week and you're still gonna choice. tell your friends right <laughs> alright so let's kick this party off you already Man. know where we at um, let's go ahead and give our brief COVID update COVID-19 Corona Let's start with um, some idiots down in Alabama. <laughs> Man, this is this is from the same generation that that thought eating Tide Pods were cool, man. So, like, let's just get into this, bro. Let's just talk about how these students down in Alabama were having parties to see who would catch COVID. Right. <laughs> I don't want to 
put a race to this, but all I'm going to say is that black folks won't do this. Right. They, they definitely, <laughs> we, we, we're not trying to alienate any listeners, but we'll definitely say that the people who participated in things like this definitely did not look like our skin color. Yeah, we're um, the ones that die first in horror movies. Yes, they were definitely <laughs> the type of people who had a great time during Colonizer Day. And um, they were super excited with their barbecue and fireworks. Um, essentially, for those of you guys who don't know, as reported by ABC News, um, a bunch of kids are getting together at houses in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. If you aren't familiar with Tuscaloosa, Alabama, just think about the University of Alabama. That's literally like all that's there yeah. in Stillman College, HBCU. Um, apparently what they're doing is they get together at a house, they put money in a pot, and they try to catch Corona. Whoever gets Corona first gets the pot. <laughs> like, we're not making this up. Literally, you go to the house, you put your money in, <laughs> and you try to catch Corona, and you get paid for it. Man, just, just like, let's just be serious for a moment about this, man. Like, y'all are treating this like you're going to go to the gulag if you die and you have a chance to get out. <laughs> like, this is not, this is not, this is not it. Like, I've seen people, like, argue with people by wearing masks. Like, it's, like, don't get me wrong. I've had my times where I've gone out with friends. I've gone out to, like, little minor kickbacks, but no more than 10 people. Right. But, like, this this is crazy, man. But, I mean, like, you know, even as stupid as that sounds, you know we got to talk about our favorite state. Oh, you know where we at. <laughs> you know where we at. If you've been listening to the pod, you know where we at. We definitely Florida, we coming about- for you, nigga. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Florida. So, let's get it. Okay, so, if you recall last week, we talked about Florida bragging. Their uh, governor was out here talking hot and spicy mm-hmm. about how... Um, everyone's been saying that the cases were going to ramp up in Florida and it never happened. So last week we told you that it was about 150 confirmed cases of Corona in the state of Florida. Um, and that the record they had was 10,000 people caught it in one day. So surprise or not surprise, (laughs) Florida now has 200,000 cases of Corona And just recently, they had 40,000 cases in just four days. They're averaging 10,000 cases a day. And, of course, we're not even counting the amount of people who aren't going to get tested. Right. And on top of that, like, guys, let's just just be real. We're not making this stuff up. Like, we're actually doing our research. We went to college. We can read. And, like, man, and even with all these record highs, (sighs) almost (laughs) called it by his name. On that holiday that should not be named because it does not represent all of our people. It does not. They had a record high of 11,458 cases. And the beaches were still packed. Right. So, y'all just don't care. Like, it's... Y'all are clearly... Like, I know I joke around and say I'm here for a good time, not a long time. But I, I want to be here at least long enough to get through the credits. Right. You know, I want to see the post scene and then I can go. But, like, this is just crazy. Like, guys, like, let us be real. People are dying mm-hmm. from this. Like, all ages, races, genders. This is taking people out, and we're treating this like a joke. And, like, you know, we might be lighthearted about all this stuff, but at the end of the day, there is a second wave coming through, y'all. And we're sitting here just arguing about wearing masks and stuff, and it's just getting ridiculous. We get, get over yourself. Go buy a mask. And hell, I'll even be as bold to say, if you can't get a mask, 
I'll find somebody to buy you a mask. I'm not gonna say I can buy you a mask. I'm a teacher. Right, y'all, y'all, <laughs> y'all can buy these masks coming soon. We about to have the session mm-hmm. uh, mask coming soon. So uh, if you all about that merch life and you're right. trying to uh, help out your boy, everything goes back to the podcast. It's not like we're just pocketing anything. Right. Um, hit us up on IG at the session underscore seven five seven underscore or on our Twitter at the session nine. And let us know if you fill in the mask, and we'll definitely try to we'll try to accommodate that. We'll put it up there, like you said, we ain't gonna buy it for you, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but you could definitely um, purchase one. But yeah, um, man, if this thing, if we really get a lot of following on this, I'll even be as far, I'll even go as far to say I'll sponsor five masks as a giveaway, just ooh. like like you know, we just do like see who follows the page, and then just put a random name, pull a random name from a hat, and see what happens. So that's like, what we'll do. Hey, and also just a shameless plug. If you know you want to support the cause, we really want to take this to the next level. We don't want to just be your average in the mill podcast that be up for about five episodes as we disappear. Now we want to do big things. So like, if y'all want to help towards the cause, we will be creating some formats where you can donate to us to go to the build of this podcast. We are doing this for the people, making it a little bit more lighthearted and more relatable. So Definitely. like, even if it's just a small thing as uh, just. Telling your friends about it is get our viewers up. Right, you know, sharing it. Share it, man. We, we're here for y'all, and if there's something y'all want to hear us talk about, we're big on, on, um, on interaction with the audience. So like, if there's stuff that you want to hear us talk about, and once we get the setup all the way, we even bring some people on online and just Definitely. be like, so y'all can join in on the conversation, join us, and when we get these tournaments going, y'all want to get y'all. Y'all butts kicked in these games. We can add you up there, do light work, and send you on your way packing. Right. But I know we said we're not going to talk no slander about Atlanta sports team. We're not. Here we go. But we sitting here joking about Florida, and let's talk. I'll let you talk about what happened in Atlanta this past weekend, bro. Okay, so my hometown is out here acting like it's distant cousin Florida. Um, Okay, so essentially what happened was – in the city of Atlanta, there's a well-known spot called The Compound. They throw a lot of parties. A lot of people go out there, turn up, especially if you're in school in the AUC, the Atlanta University Center. So what The Compound decided to do was um, they took a giant swimming pool and they put it inside of The Compound building and threw a big pool party this past weekend. <laughs> and when you look at the preview, which is posted on the Twitter, you'll see it on, you'll see it on our Twitter. The Twitter is um, at the session nine. Uh, it's, it's literally like a twerk fest in water, man. And and the whole time I'm watching it, I just find myself thinking, I was like, man, we used to have a really fun time turning up in Atlanta, man. I I, I really miss this, and I hate that we'll never get back to this. And then well, I clicked on another article. It. Yeah, I clicked <laughs> on another article, and it was like, oh no, nah, this just happened. Like, are we really this naive and thinking that this this virus is real? Like, that you're gonna go to the compound and and just turn up with no worries. I mean, it looked like it had to be over a hundred people in that thing, just crammed in there. And that's being generous, just saying a hundred, bro. All yeah. I'ma say is Virginia would never, uh, Virginia. <laughs> right. Throughout this whole thing, I just love that I can rub in people's faces that Virginia been doing this right, man. But we've been um along with COVID, we've been dealing with some other stuff like. Um, well, let's talk about some, um, I mean, we're not gonna spend a lot of time on this because I need y'all forming opinions and assumptions on our lifestyles, but recently, uh, Virginia's taken another step towards legalization of marijuana. Yes. Yes. So yes. it's been as of July 1st, 
it is officially decriminalized. And if you can have up to an ounce and, yep. and all you can have is a fine of $25. of $25. And like to my people who take part in that, still be smart because it's, it's decriminalized, but like don't give them a reason to do more right. with it. But I honestly feel like, you know, with the moves that Virginia has been doing about this, I think they're moving towards the legalization of it because like look at last year, July 1, they upped the smoking, like cigarettes, anything associated with smoking, they up that age to 21. And now here we are um, a year later and they decriminalize weed. So don't give me, don't, don't be surprised that this time next year it's going to be legalized. Right. And like for those who believe in it, let's just get over the fact that like, yes, it's a drug. Okay, cool. We know this. We, I paid attention to the, that dare lion when I was in school, <laughs> but we also had to look at like some of the good things it does. Like I've been, like I've been doing my own research um, via reading where I've been seeing like all these different people with different health problems mm-hmm. where marijuana has helped with it. So yeah. like, and also not to mention if we regulate this stuff, it could go towards the economy of the state. Um, look mm-hmm. at these states like Washington and like that that's Colorado. already in Colorado that's already moved towards this and their their economic system actually kind of went up a little bit after all this stuff happened. So I mean like I still feel like it should be a system like it was for uh, alcohol. Like you know you still got to be of a certain age to deal with it. I'm not saying that any kid needs to be under the influence of any type of substances but like if you look at just statistic wise like more people are dealing with more alcohol related illnesses yep, yep. deaths all this stuff and you really don't hear that with weed like from the people i know who smoke they said for the most part you get hungry and you and you just chill but like i don't see the problem with legalizing it if it's regulated yeah well i also think we should st- take it a step further if we're gonna go ahead and um decriminalize marijuana up to an ounce. I feel like anyone who's been imprisoned for having marijuana up to an ounce should be released and um, have the records expunged. I, I mean, agree. It's it's only fair. If it's decriminalized now, there's no reason someone should be sitting in jail for five more years. Exactly. I agree with Over that. something that's not even, you know, an offense to go to jail. Um, but moving on, our next topic um, is something that we found um, on CNN that we wanted to uh, bring to your attention. And we kind of want to get your opinion on it. Feel free to leave your opinions uh, on the Twitter page as well. Um, so apparently, they're they're talking about schools. And of course, if you haven't heard, there are a few schools that have already canceled all in-person uh, classes and are moving strictly to um, a virtual type of online exclusively um, learning. Uh, Hampton, your beloved institution, yeah, is one of the pioneers of this and deciding that no, we're just gonna shut it all down. Uh, no football, no band, no no sports at all, and we're just gonna go ahead and do class online. And from what CNN is reporting is, for a lot of these schools, if they decide to move to a strictly online um, uh, uh, school transition. Um, the international students that are pursuing degrees are going to have to leave the United States or risk deportation if their university, I mean, or risk deportation. And of course, you know, then they have to deal with ICE, which, um, you know, it's not dealing with ICE is not a good thing. We've all heard the stories about how they're taking people and locking them up um, in cages and uh, children coming up missing and, Mm -hmm. 
you know, adults turning up missing. So um, I know for me, I'm really hoping that something with that changes. And even if they can't allow students to stay on campus, I'm hoping that they will allow the international students right. to still get a chance to stay on campus. Have you heard anything about that? Honestly, um, well, with, with, with the Hampton situation going further into that, I, even though it hurts to say this, I agree with the, de with the decision. Um, I, as an educator, I do not believe that the students or the faculty members that have to be in contact with these students need to put their lives in danger to um, <clears throat> get the job done. Because we are, even though it might be a little bit more difficult and put a little bit more work on the educators, we're able to do our jobs virtually, which is a blessing. We have enough materials out there. We have enough equipment out there that we can do what we need to do. But... I also believe since they're also telling, like, if you look at all these different corporations, whether you're a teacher, a business owner, <clears throat> they're extending all of these, um, these benefits, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. um, like, like you're getting like some people, like they've frozen like, um, evictions. If you get behind on your rent, right. um, they've, um, some companies, some cable providers have said they will not cut off your stuff throughout the course of this pandemic and then like even student loans have been frozen until September so that you're not getting any interest and you don't have to worry about paying it because of this pandemic so although this is a, like literally as we're getting ready to record this news re this news report popped up on our phones but like even though this is an early development I really do hope that our government can look at it and be like look this was not a situation that we accounted for and it's just crazy and like the thing that also makes me nervous about like just the deportation man like i don't know if you saw this but mm -hmm. earlier today i read this article where they were talking about how you have to pay like these people who had like these children and parents that got separated due to ice and evacuate like and due to deportations they have to pay hundreds of dollars for a dna test to prove that their child is their child what yeah and it's just crazy because like it's just like sitting here like not only are we separating these families and kicking people out of the country just for trying to live better we are also trying to make a profit off of it right. and like i don't want a situation to happen that somebody who's here trying to get their education and be better for their life like make their life better for them and their families should not be penalized because of this pandemic it's just crazy man but like i really do like but i say all that to say this i do hope that more institutions of education whether it's high school or college lean more towards the um route that hampton took because like it's crazy to think about going back to school potentially putting yourself in danger of all these different things like i know me as an educator and i get like one of the plans that a lot of school systems are flirting with is the whole student some students coming on one day some students coming on another day but like that still exposes the workers of the schools or everything right so we got and like our lives matter too and like like i saw this thing i just shared it on facebook it was talking about how um if a kindergarten teacher is found to have corona, her and her 14 students are are um, are quarantined for 14 days. Days. If a high school teacher who teach a middle school or high school teacher who teach on average 150 to 200 students had to quarantine for four, 14 days, that's crazy. And then, even a little bit closer to home, um, 
everybody who like does PE, art, music, library, stuff like that. If one of our, if one of those teachers tests positive, that whole school technically has to go into quarantine because everybody has one of those classes. Yeah, because my class sizes, it's usually about 30 to mm-hmm. 35 kids in there. Whereas in a traditional classroom, we're looking at a little bit less, somewhere in the mm-hmm. teens up to 20. And we usually have double what they have. So Exactly. So, I mean, like, it's just like, I get it. We got to we gotta really take some time to just, you know, look at everything that we have going on and everything. But, like, don't let money sacrifice lives. Right. Or the fact that you need someone to babysit your kids. Right. Uh, be the reason why your kid and their teacher and other people are getting sick because right. you need a babysitter to watch your kids. Like my mama said, COVID is a lot like an STD. And what she meant by that is you're sitting here and you're like, okay, like think about sexual partners. If you sleep with somebody, you have to take an account for every person that person slept with and even further down the line. And the same thing goes with Corona. So like say me and Jay test negative, right? Jay has Sierra and I have my family in this in, in the state of Virginia. So say he comes home and like he might not have it, but like say one of my family members or one of his family members had come in contact with somebody and like it just puts everybody at risk. It's just a, it's a domino effect. And then on top of that, to make things even worse, like um, I don't remember if we said we're going to talk about this right now, but like even if you look at it, like China's even finding traces of the bubonic plague. Yeah, that which is the wild. black plague, and that's I'm just wild. like, you know, welcome to level seven of a uh, 2020 Jumanji because Man. like, if that like if we like I I don't know if we can handle anything more devastating than COVID because Americans are gonna try to just go out and be dug it out, and we just ha- might have to vote Florida off the of island if right. it makes it to the United States. <laughs> I'm be real with you. Yeah, most definitely. But um, we'll be right back at y'all in a second. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. What's good, y'all? It's your boy, Trey. Hey, uh, check us out on social media so you can give us some suggestions. Uh, we're on Instagram. That Instagram is the session underscore 757 underscore. Don't forget those underscores. And then for Twitter, we're uh, the session nine. Follow us on both social media platforms. Just holler at us and give us some suggestions that you want to hear us talk about it. Enjoy the show. All right, y'all, and we back. All right, so let's dive into... This whole Vanessa Guyan situation. Yeah, um, if I'm mispronouncing her name, I sincerely apologize. Um, but I, I, if someone can correct me on that um, on Twitter or IG, I greatly uh, appreci- appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's so, correct because two L's in Spanish. Guyan, right. Yeah. So um, I'm going to refer to her as Vanessa just because, you know, like I said, I, I, I just, I just want to show respect. Um, if you're unaware, Vanessa... Um, was a soldier in the army who was murdered. Um, it's being reported that Aaron Robinson uh, had something to do with it and that when the police approached him about it, he shot himself um, like a coward. Um, but uh, they're saying that he possibly might have had an accomplice who they're try- uh, trying to press charges against now, Cicely Aguilar. Um, they believe that she helped with discarding the body and I want to say they're charging her with tampering with evidence. Mm. Um, they're saying that Vanessa wanted to report uh, Aaron Robinson for sexual harassment and that he was concerned about that because apparently he had a spouse. Um, I'm just reporting what I you know what I read off of ABC so far. Um, we're going to stay attached to this case. I feel like a lot of people aren't really talking about it. Right. And I feel like that's a problem because 
it's a very big deal. There's no telling, you know, how many women in the military are sexually uh, harassed. I've spoken to a few, you know, that I know personally, and they just say that they don't really get uh, taken serious whenever they file complaints for sexual harassment. And I think what bothers me um, even more is when, you know, I'm trying to investigate the situation and what I see at the top of the page on NBC is not the article, you know, telling us about Vanessa and her life and helping us get to know her. But at the very top, all you see is an article on uh, Betsy Scholler, um, who apparently is a former Wisconsin Air National Guard officer um, who thought it was a great idea to post insensitive comments on her Facebook page where she essentially says sexual harassment is the price of admission for women in the military. And if you're going to cry like a snowflake about it, you're going to pay the price. Um, okay. There's so many problems with, with that within itself. It is one of the major problems to me is, um, I don't understand how anyone could condone sexual harassment, right. you know, be it man or woman, but for someone whom I'm assuming, you know, and Betsy who dealt with sexual harassment in the military, I don't understand why you'd be telling someone, Hey, you just need to deal with it. Especially releasing those insensitive comments when somebody passes away. Like it's just, it's unfortunate. And like, it's, it's kind of unfortunate across the spectrum because like it doesn't just happen with women in the military, but there's a lot of times where women in general, especially our minority women who right. like their stuff isn't dealt with the same um, same energy as everything else is like you know we've heard about your George Floyds we've heard about like we're like even though they're still not moving fast enough on these different cases they're still making progress meanwhile you have Breonna Taylor oh man who um, was killed in her own home after working on the front lines of this whole COVID outbreak by a police officer and all three of them are still going about their lives so I mean like it's just really unfortunate and like it's even gone to the fact that, like, I was having a discussion with a few other people about this. And it's even to the point where, like, even, like, minority women, especially our black women, when it comes to, like, they, like, in the hospitals when they're giving birth, they don't take their pain serious because right. they feel like they can handle it. Trust me, I've seen that firsthand. And it's just, ago. it's just crazy that, like, you know, like, my whole thing is, like, being a person who was raised around a lot of women, I've been, tra I've been trained to be... A gentleman treat every woman we come in contact with like royalty. And the fact that we're sitting here treating our queens like this is just sickening to me. And it's just like the fact that you feel like you can take advantage of somebody. Like literally, I will go to blows over somebody if I found out that even if it's a woman, I don't know. Right. If somebody lays a hand on a woman in, in an appropriate manner in right. front of me, I'm going to whoop your ass. I'm just going to be real. I don't right. care if I get arrested. I don't care right. what happens. But I mean, like, that's just ridiculous, man. It, it, it is. And it's definitely frustrating. And to see another woman sitting up here on her platform trying to justify, you know, some pathetic man who's trying to force himself on uh, a woman and possibly killing her. Well, there is no possibly killing her. Um, it, I mean, it, it, it hurts. It, mm -hmm. It's insensitive. That's not fair to her family. Right. That that's that's not fair to her family at all. All her family's trying to do is get justice, and you're gonna sit here and instead of trying to help advocate for that right. justice, you're gonna see her make excuses for it. That that in my opinion makes you a piece of shit. And like, like 
this is a time that is a perfect time to like actually like you know if you have a positive platform to put it out there because like the world has no choice but to listen to you right if she would have came out and made a statement like yo this happened to me too it's really unfortunate we need to do something about it but you're sitting here basically making it seem like the man's a victim and that's that's a shame and the fact that this man thought took it to himself that when the officer started talking to him right. about it, he killed himself that should guilty. let you know that he had a guilty conscience mm-hmm. about it so i mean like you gotta it's just sickening and like we don't have too much more sadly don't have too much more information right, on the situation right. we will be following it mm-hmm. but like you'll get a weekly update something needs to change about that man and speaking about weekly updates let's talk about everything that oh, this dude is doing instead of prosecuting let's Breonna talk Taylor's about murderers. Daniel Cameron the I believe he's a district attorney for mm-hmm. Louisville uh, where the Breonna Taylor uh, case is taking place so um, I was informed that not this past weekend, but the weekend before, instead of prosecuting Breonna Taylor's murder, uh, Brett Hankerson specifically, um, Daniel was celebrating with his family in a nice big home. Um, I'm not sure if he got engaged or something like that. He was he was doing something with his family instead of prosecuting Breonna Taylor's murderer. And then just this uh, last week, a couple days ago, Daniel decided instead of prosecuting Breonna Taylor's murderer, he was going to take a, court, a tour of the COVID center in Kentucky. Um, not go there and help, not go there and volunteer, right. not go there to do research, but he just wanted to walk around and take a tour just to see what kind of work they were doing there when he could have been prosecuting Breonna Taylor's murderer instead of just firing them from their job. So to be the annoying black people that we are, we're going to be having a weekly statement, a weekly segment, just talking about, you know, growing up, remember that game, uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego? Yes, that was a, that was a dope It's show about too. to be like, where in the world is Daniel, Daniel Cameron? Cameron. <laughs> so, We're going to find you and everybody out there. You have no choice if you're listening to this podcast. We're going to make y'all keep that same energy for our minority women who are being killed and who are being treated unfairly as we do as um, with our minority men as well, because... We're all a family and we're we're all important. Um, if if you have details on uh, the investigation with Vanessa or if you know of the whereabouts of Daniel Cameron and what he has going on all the way down to what he ate with his family. I want you to uh, hit us up on Twitter at the session nine and let us know. We want to keep a track of where Daniel Cameron is. And we also want to help be part of the cause to make sure that he doesn't get elected to serve again right and that he's unemployed um i believe beyonce wrote him a letter and a few other celebrities and how he, dare he the queen queen B. yes that is a what? crime against humanity exactly so um once again we just want y'all to keep that same energy um and we'll have more updates for you next week on brianna taylor and on vanessa guy mm-hmm. uh in other news let's move on to brother frederick douglas uh, his statue was um, displaced in, I believe, is Rochester Park. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for some weird reason, people keep messing with the statue. Just last year, um, someone defaced his statue, and on an exact year from there, um, they removed his statue from um, they removed it from the base in Maplewood Park. Uh, during the 4th of July weekend and apparently tried to throw it over a fence and put it into a gorge. Um, If you have any information on that, please report it to the authorities. Mm -hmm. I understand that snitching is not cool in our culture, 
but whenever it affects the legacy of one of our brothers and he definitely has descendants um who are still alive today mm-hmm. man please please if you know anything about that please step up and say something about it um we we don't support that we don't condone that at all um and it's especially heinous because um frederick Douglass um address from the fourth of july mm-hmm. have been a big topic this past weekend and if you're unfamiliar with that we'll have that up on the twitter timeline as well right. for you to click on and you can watch a video of his descendants um giving that speech for him as well um but once again as we get more information on that we'll continue to keep you updated speaking of statues brother right man why don't you go ahead and uh let us know about uh, a certain statue here in Virginia that we've all been waiting on to come down. Well, man, let's just talk about how Virginia is just once again proving it one of the greatest states in this country right now. The Commonwealth. <laughs> uh, this past weekend, they actually removed the Stonewall Jackson statue in Richmond. And uh, for those who are familiar with Monument Avenue, that is a big, big, big step in the right direction, in my opinion. Um, for those who are not familiar, Stonewall Jackson was a Confederate general who was really big, like, you know, like one of the big heavy hitters of the of the Confederacy. And as you know, with everything that's been going on in the media with uh, social injustices, people have been really taking it to the next level and trying to remove these painful reminders, you know, like South Carolina has, was it South Carolina or Mississippi? I forgot which one. One of them elected to get their flag changed, get rid of the uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. They elected to get rid of the uh, Confederate flag on their flag. Um, and this, this is a big step and like it's caused a lot of debate um, I know my opinion on it might not be the most popular amongst my fellow brothers and sisters but I believe that they need to be taken out of like you know like the public eye but it's still as much as we hate it it's still a part of our history and so like I believe it needs to go into the museums and all that stuff but I'm gonna take it a step further um, for those who are not familiar with what's been going on in Richmond uh, when everything happened with George Floyd, there's been a lot of protests, and part of the protests involved them tagging and vandalizing these national monuments. Mm-hmm. And being somebody who actually been there in person, they look much better now, and it's turned into a piece of art. Um, I feel like they need to go into the museum as is. That way you can talk about why the statue was initially put up, but then talk about the different things that are going on in the media right now. And then on top of that, you know, we still got... The biggest one, which I've actually, I'm, I feel, indi- I'm not going to say feel indifferent. I really don't want to see the uh, Robert E. Lee statue come down simply because it's just such a empowering statement now seeing all the Black Lives Matter things on it and all that stuff. I think it's a work of art, but like, it's just crazy that like, it's taken, like, it's, it's good to see that these these um, directions are take, are going, like these we're taking these steps in the right direction because it just me as a black man being a native of Richmond, it just makes me feel like, okay, we're being heard. And on top of that, like um, somebody tried doing something similar to the Frederick Douglass statue as they did to one of another black heroes, a Richmond native, Arthur Ashe, mm-hmm. uh, one of the first professional African-American um, tennis, tennis players. Player. Mm-hmm. And people were writing White Lives Matter on it. When I tell you that it was vandalized one night and by the sunrise the next morning, people were cleaning it off. <laughs> it's just crazy, man. It's just like, it just like, the thing that trips me up about these people who support these movements against the Black Lives Matter movement, they're just so focused on the fact that they're wrong. And like, right. it leads us into our next segment per- um, perfectly because like in California, 
um, they made a mural, and I made one in, in um, DC as well. But they made a Black Lives Matter mural. And uh, Jay, I'm gonna let you talk about that, man. Um, okay, so once again, you know, you can find um, the actual video of the uh, Stonewall Jackson statue being taken down on our Twitter page. Um, we have that, so if you wanna <clears throat> head over to Twitter and check out the page, you can watch the monument being taken down. But as well, you could also check this out, um, what we're talking about now, mm -hmm. which is um, Karen popped up out there with Billy Bob. Oh, and they decided <laughs> that in San like Francisco, he does look like Billy Bob. <laughs> you see him with his Trump 2020 shirt and his MAGA hat. Um, they showed up to San Francisco and they decided that they were going to take black paint and a rolling paintbrush and paint in black paint over the top of the yellow Black Lives Matter in the street. Because that's going to be productive. Right. Still because gonna... now it's still going to say Black Lives Matter. Just in black. It's just going to be black. <laughs> so we appreciate you making it match you know uh the black lives matter uh theme of blackness um they said the, co the community spent a lot of time putting that together and um from what they were speaking on justin gomez who's the murals organizer in san francisco he said he's not surprised that it happened He's just surprised at how bold the people chose to be. Right. They incriminated themselves by recording themselves painting over the top of the mural as well. Um, but from what I was reading on the New York Times, they may possibly try to press charges against them mm -hmm. for defacing this mural. So I'm really hoping we get those uh, charges pressed. Um, and maybe, you know, and getting those charges pressed, maybe um, um, not our guy, but Daniel Cameron can take a, a note of what it's like to actually prosecute somebody for doing something wrong. <laughs> you see how we always tie things back together in this podcast? <laughs> That's why we're so dope. Tell your friends about it. Man, but the thing that just trips me about this situation, man, it's just the fact that, like, why... I really just want to ask one of these, we, these white people who are just so anti this movement, what's the problem? Like... We're not trying to say black lives are superior. We're not trying to do all this stuff. We're literally just saying black lives matter. Like we're making a statement because we've been silent for all these years and we were doing too much. We've been active about it and we're being unruly. So, I mean, like, it's just like, what's your problem with it? Which kind of like, and like, this is a perfect segue because like, um, there's another thing that's kind of close to Virginia on um, Washington, DC. It's not his own state yet. So Virginia still claims them. Um, <laughs> Recently, they've been making moves to finally changing the name of the NFL club up there. Um, it, uh, the team formerly known as, well, I'm not going to say formerly known as, but it's on its way Almost, to being yeah. there. The team known as the Washington Redskins, they are literally, in a way, being backed into a corner to change their name, but we're yeah. not going to address that. <laughs> right. Um, but, like, they, like, it's gone as far now, like, uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, um, for years now... We've been talking, um, people have been outraged, especially our Native Americans, were outraged with the use of the name Redskin because that is a derogatory slur towards Native Americans. Not Indians, Native Americans. Right. And so, like, it's just like if, like, if we, what if we had a sports team that were like the Washington Crackers or the Washington, Washington Niggers? Like, the Washington that, that's literally what we're running into right now. And... It's just a shame to see like how people are literally 
a arguing this because they're trying to use the, the uh, whole argument of heritage because once again apparently NFL is a part of American heritage. heritage. You no know, heritage always comes up whenever somebody want to do some racist shit. Mm-hmm. You see, it's just crazy, man. And then like on top of that, this argument. Let me just be clear. This argument has been around for a long time, and the fact that it's taken. Walmart, like corporations like Walmart, Target, and Dicks to discontinue selling. Don't forget Nike and Nike. That's the that's big a one. Big contract right there. <laughs> uh, the fact that they're even saying that they're they're not gonna pay for it, like they're not mm-hmm. gonna put their merchandise out there no more. Right. It's a shame that it's coming to this point. Now, I will say this: one of the proposed names, which I'm really with, are the Washington Red Tails, which is based off of the Tuskegee Airmen. Just um, dope. In memory of the Red Tails, their planes. Their planes had. And that's really dope. I really do like this, but like, it's just, I just don't like how the NFL is trying to give us what we want to shut us up. And that's what it's coming across as. And like, which leads us into like talking about how week one of the NFL season, they're going to be playing lift every voice and sing because everybody keeps saying the black national anthem. Let me educate you all. Um, is called Lift Every Voice and Sing, written right. by my frat brother. He is a Sigma, shameless plug. But we're talking, but like people are just outraged. And like it's kind of sickening. I saw this whole Facebook thing um, where it was this white dude who was just literally going off. And the funny thing about it, you know, when people try not to sound racist, but they're saying extremely racist things. And like this dude was going about talking about like, um, there's no such thing as a black national anthem. How dare they play the black national anthem, which is non-existent before the real national anthem. Um, before you know it, pregame is going to be an hour and a half long talking about they're going to play the black, the white, the gay, the Republican, the Democratic, all these different things, basically try- and trying to say that he's not racist. And I'm like, I just really want to ask him, what's the problem with it? And he's talking about you're losing 90% of your fan base. I'm like, let me be clear. There is a good portion of the NFL that is black, which means there's a good portion of the fan base that is black. So I promise you, if anything, they're gaining anything. But even though I do feel like me personally, I feel like it's a good gesture. There are some out here, including my co-host, who believe that, like, you know, you're just trying to give us this to shut us up. And it might not go over as well and I'll, I'll let you talk about that well i mean uh like i said it's a few issues i take with it is that to me it's a little too late to do something like that we didn't ask you for this right. we asked you to step up open up your big checkbook to help the communities in which all the teams you serve are which most of them have an inner city area full of uh minorities who could use uh, uh financial backing or football facility upgrades at those high schools or at the rec centers. We asked you to step up and help donate money towards social injustice. You said no. People peacefully protested. You said no. So now you take it upon yourself to just say, oh, well, we're not gonna do any of the stuff that you guys asked us to do. But what we will do is do lift every voice and seeing week one of the NFL, well, week one. Like we, we're not even talking about the whole season. Week one in the Monday night football game, I believe, are, are the games they're going to do this at. And then after that, what? What's the next initiative? If you're using this initiative to kick off more, you know, of of helping with social injustice, I, I would I would definitely I would, I'll sit down. I'll be quiet and I'll support that. 
if this is just the rollout for that i'll definitely sit back and i'll change my stance as well um one thing that i definitely want to know um and talking to the nfl players association i, I want to know if this was something that the players lobbied was this mm. something that the players sat back and said well you know what i think this would be a good way to kick this off because if that's the case once again i changed my stance if this is something that the players said well hey you know what this would be a good gesture mm -hmm. but my other question is are they going to continue finding people for taking a knee that's a good question my next question if that's the case what happens when the white players take a knee during lift every voice and sing right Will they be told they got to sit in the locker room? Will they be told they're going to be fine? Will they be told uh, mm. what Trump say? Fire that they fire that son of a bitch. I mean, yeah. what that that's that's my whole situation on it. And I'm really about, hoping that this is just the rollout and that it's right. more to come after this. And speaking about Trump, man, like what's even more sickening about the situation is like I'm I'm gonna be bold and say that every single president leading up to Trump, they might not have agreed with everything that they had to support. But there's something called being professional and something called being presidential. Don't get me wrong. As a music educator, being a high school band director, there are some things that like I don't like the music that's coming out nowadays. But because I know it's popular and my kids want to play it, I go ahead and do it. And so like, yeah, even though it might not, you, this was this would have been a perfect time for Trump to be presidential. But instead, he was being Trump and he tweeted they named teams out of strength, not weakness. But now the Washington Redskins and Cleveland Indians, two fabled sports franchises, look like they are going to change their names in order to be politically correct. Indians like Elizabeth Warren must be very angry right now. Which is a damn shame that I have to remind myself and eventually tell my future kids that this man was the leader of our great quote quote unquote country and like my whole thing is like you know he already says something that's really really messed up just to follow it up by taking it as a as a stab at somebody who potentially might be a v vice president candidate running with joe biden talking about elizabeth warren warren must be very angry right now he's just insensitive it's just stupid and like and that's the reason why these people who are trying to cause these uprises and like cause all the saying that like the stuff we talk about is a problem and all that stuff is because they feel empowered by this dumbass in office and i'm gonna right. say it he's a dumbass like i love him or hate him he's a dumbass and a hateful individual at me <laughs> <laughs> but man it's just it's just crazy that like that's what we're looking at right now and and like you know like if this, like like Jay said, if this would have been something that happened, like, right after Colin Kaepernick had started his peaceful protest about everything, it would have been probably well-received, well which I agree with. But, like, I do, I guess I'm just a person that looks at things glass half full. Like, I do feel like it's acknowledging us. It might be trying to shut us up. But, like, at the end of the day, I know a lot of white people are being taught a lot of things and they're if they're willing to listen there's a lot of people and i'm not even just gonna say white people there's a lot of people out there who are learning a lot throughout this whole movement because a lot of people might not have known there was a black national anthem including some of our black folk there's some people in our in our culture that probably don't know there's three verses thanks to my lovely hbcu where i had to learn we did too at least uh, <laughs> all three verses and on top of that becoming a man of phi beta sigma shout out to the bras and all that good stuff blue phi you know I had to learn it as part of my as part of my um, initiation process. 
So like, it's very important. Take this time to educate yourself. And like, like we said, we're going to be posting all of our articles onto our social media platforms like Twitter at the session nine. And then on Instagram, uh, the session underscore seven, five, seven underscore like educate yourself like that's what we like if you just knew how much time goes into planning these shows we just don't sit here talk about and like yeah there's a lot of times that we cast shit to the wind but most of the times we're doing our research and learning so educate yourself read you have the ability to do it educate yourself and learn something learn you something and then pass the word but um bro i think it's time to take another break so uh we're gonna take a break and then hit you back with some guy stuff you know lighten up the air a little bit so Check you out later. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the beats that you're hearing in the background, they're all done by my partner, The Finest. You can hit him up on YouTube in the inbox. He goes by prod, P-R-O-D dot by space, T-H-A space finest. Get at him. Hit him up. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome back to the session with Jay and Trey. Uh, so we're going to keep this thing going. You know, have some great discussion leading into the break now we're gonna lighten up the load a little bit you know third segments when we turn up and get a ratchet so uh against my will we're leading on to jay's favorite segment oh you already know what it is name <laughs> christ baby Woo! are you ready for this week i wasn't ready for last week i'm still not ready for this week and for those who uh are new to the podcast uh, basically, what name your prize is? Jay gives me some outlandish question, and I had to name my monetary <laughs> prize to me to um, partake in the buffoonery. So let's see what the damage see, is. But this the week. catch is he has to name a price. He can't just not participate. Last week's question was it was inspired by Safari from uh, Loving Hip Hop. Uh, he got on OnlyFans and was. And was whacking that thing apparently <laughs> to raise some money. Um, so I asked Trey what his price was. I believe he said it was like 25 million. 25 million. 25 million, guys. If so, anybody has 25 million, I didn't want to give to this cast against my will. I'll do it. There you go. 25 million. My <laughs> man's will get up there on OnlyFans <laughs> and he'll beat that chicken. Uh, so for this week. Don't forget, you gotta give a price. Name your price this week. The question is, how much money would it take for you to watch someone get it in with your mother? See, I thought you were going somewhere and it took a complete left turn. That was the obvious. Oh of course my I would have said that. Oh I know what you're thinking. God. Oh, shit. You gotta give a price, bro. My mom already said she says she's gonna support us from afar, so I feel like hey, speaking a little She's like, I don't want to hear my baby talk like that. I don't want to see my mama make a baby. Uh, woo, okay. Um, oh shit, bro. I'm at a quadruple what I said last week. A hundred mil. I'm sorry, look, because nobody's gonna pay. Nobody's gonna pay. Bro, I can't, bro. Bro, like, in my world, I didn't say for world, the world to see it. I said for you to see it. For the world to see it, it'd be more than that. But bro, like in my mind, my mama is the most innocent woman in the world. That she is. Even though I know I, me and my sister exist, she's a virgin in my eyes. Immaculate conception. Yeah, it happened before. It can happen again. So a hundred million, bro. Hundred million. Dang, I feel bad. 
I wouldn't nowhere near 100 million. You're like, give me a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Hey, man. And a 40. I ain't even gonna lie to you. <laughs> I say for about a cool 5 million, I would have to watch that tape, bro. So you would pay, you, someone would have to pay you less to see you beat your meat. Yes. Because it's just me watching this tape of my mom. There's no one else gonna see this tape. There's no proof that this ever happened other than I saw it. And it's gonna be bad, but the fact that I know I could change my life, my family's life, off just watching this by myself. For five million, if you throw in the, the damn pen off of Men in Black, I got. I'll, I'll, <laughs> you can scrub your eyes with bleach later. At, uh, least, at least, according to the president, I won't have Rona after that. There you go. <laughs> so moving into our next topic, we're not gonna spend too much time on it because we're still reading up on it. Your man's August Alcina was out here giving it up about his relationship with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. And that's relationship. We didn't say sex. We did not say sex. He did not say sex. Um, if you have not seen the interview he did with Angela Yee, I'm kind of interested in why he did the interview with Angela Yee. To me, that seemed kind of safe. Uh, no disrespect to Angela. I love Angela, Angela Yee, but... Um, I felt like she asked a million questions just to get small answers out. And if you have not seen it, once again, it's on our Twitter at the session nine. You can check out the video and determine for yourself if you feel like August is telling the truth or not. I mean, he conveniently has an album that came out like last week at the same time he started this rollout of him and Jada having a relationship. He claims that he asked for the blessing from Will Smith and Will said, sure, man, it's okay if you do my wife. And things just kind of progressed from there between him and Jada. He went to her for kind of like some mentoring and healing as he deals with some type of mental illness. And she was being there for him, listening to him. I believe it was Jaden Smith who brought him to her, like they were friends and whatnot. And then out of nowhere, it turned into um, the two of them being in a relationship. My opinion, my opinion, I don't know anything. I'm just guessing. I'm just throwing shit out here. I think Jada was um, mentoring him, healing him, whatever it was. And I think it turned into that student having a crush on the teacher type of thing. And I felt like maybe he thought it was something. And deep down, she didn't really think it was that. And, you know, I got an album coming out. So let me real quick, you know, try and talk about this because it's convenient once again i don't know i wasn't there i wasn't in the smith compound but i will stay attached to this but it it leads us to the conversation that we want to have today which is what do you guys think about open relationships get at us on twitter and ig and let us know what you guys think about open relationships and if you're unsure of what we mean by open relationships what it essentially is is um open relationship and open marriage is where you and your significant other are together romantically, spiritually, physically, same household, may have kids, may share finances, but you sleep with other people. Um, I'm going to give my opinion on it, <clears throat> and I need y'all to listen closely. Don't put words in my mouth. I feel like an open relationship is not a bad thing. I feel like if you're mature enough to be in one, mm -hmm. that it may work because sometimes you get different things from different people. So you may get the feel of what you need 
um, out of life and personality wise out of your spouse, but the, the sex may just not be there. And so you may, you know, seek sex from someone else to fill that void. And if your partner's mature enough not to have a problem with it, I don't, I don't see where the big deal is. Um, or might be the other way around. Maybe your partner fulfills you sexually and you guys have kids. But um, um, when it comes to logic, you know, and, and just going out and having a good time, you may share more interest with someone else. I don't feel like there's a problem with that at all. But let me very be very clear. As for me and my household, yes, we mine. will not be in an open uh, marriage. <laughs> I will get killed if I even thought about it. Yeah. And I'll be looking at her very aggressively as well if she ever thought about it. So, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm man enough to say I'm not mature enough <laughs> for an open relationship, open marriage. I can't handle it. I get jealous. I'll be ready to fight. I just, I, I just know it wouldn't work for me. But I respect anyone who does it, um, who does, you know, value an open relationship. And I think if that works, you guys should be happy with it. It's your business. Now, I'm going to throw a scenario on you before I give my personal opinion on it. All right. Um, so say this is based off of an article that I had saw. Say you, in your perfect world, the person you're with allows you to, like, you, you suggest an open relationship and they with it, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all go into this, y'all said y'all try it for a month and then move on. No, excuse me, try it for two months. And then if y'all like it, y'all keep going. If y'all don't, you let it rock. Okay. And when y'all just go on this journey together, you're getting no attention from any ladies. Mm-hmm. But your girl is getting all the attention. <laughs> oh, the man, she getting the ride. In the article, <laughs> in the article I read, the dude who originally proposed it and, the, and it was on record that she did not agree with it at first but she wanted to make her man happy she said no I want to finish the time and then move forward mm. are you going to be a hypocrite and be like nah fuck that or like would you be like I, I dug my grave so I'm, a, I'm, a- I'm more of nah fuck that like <laughs> we're not we're not doing that like <laughs> no I made a dumbass idea and I really want this to stop because I mean you gotta imagine I think the visual that scares most men is one if this dude is pleasing your woman better than you could please your woman and two it's it's just that whole you know you can't help it as a human being you see her naked and all you can think about is some other man laying on top of her like no I even go further than that and I can use this as a tie into my personal opinion man I would be paranoid she could say she's going to the grocery store to get us something to eat I'd be like, oh, dick on the shopping list this week. <laughs> oh, but, shit. Bruh, like, like, like you, I am, oh, I, I will be blunt about it. I do get jealous. I've gotten better over the years. I used to be a lot worse. But I do get jealous. Let my, let me go home and find my woman fucking somebody else in the bed I paid for. Yeah. In the house that I'm doing. Eat, like, I couldn't do it, bro. Like, and then being somebody who has been cheated on a lot, like, just like, my whole thing would be like, I'm paranoid. I'm going to sit here and thinking that you thinking about him while you're with me. I'm going to be every nigga thinks about it, even though they don't want to admit it. I don't want to be like, yo, it's dick bigger than mine. Ain't. And I'm just like, bro, like, I can't. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine. But no, I mean, you also don't want to think about another mm-hmm. dude finishing in your woman or on your woman. Right. Like, and so, like, no, like with me, like, it's just like, I'm not going to knock those who, who 
Right. You do it, like, because, like, the biggest thing in any relationship, whether it's monogamous or, or not, is you need got, you got to make sure the communication's there. Like, right. and uh, without giving away too many spoilers, I've recently started watching Insecure, and there are two char- There is a character in there who is in an open relationship. That's season two, right? Yeah, season two. Um, there's somebody in an open relationship, and it can be something that's confusing. But they, how they did it, they had their guidelines, and they make sure they live within their guidelines. Which is like, and when they're with the person, let them know that. I personally could not do it because, first of all. In the case that like I get I get a chance to sleep with somebody else, my guilt would bother me even if I even if it was okay. I couldn't do it because like I I really feel like um, in the age I'm in now that sex is more than just physical pleasure at this point. And like I'm I'm looking for that spiritual, emotional, mental connection with you along with the physical. Right. I didn't always used to be like that. I'm not gonna sit here and lie and act like I was that. But like it's just for those who do do it because I am an advocate I'm, a, I'm an ally of LGBTQ rights my sister is a part of that community and seeing like the different things I'm not not one to sh- kink shame because there's some things that I might be into that y'all might be like kink shame what the hell so I mean like my whole thing is just like if it works for you it works for you as for me and my house as I'm saying with my co-host said I ain't doing that shit I'm sorry that's for birds right. you got it if it works for you congratulations let me know how it go. Don't invite me to y'all's uh, things to participate in that activity because I don't need my boy staring me down or my homegirl staring me down. But, like, man, I-, I couldn't do it. So that's just my thoughts on it. I feel you. Um, but uh, today uh, is um, this is a subject that we started talking about last week that we said we are going to do it. And we did not even look at the calendar. We did not know that I was going to fall into this. Um, today actually would have been my father's 60th birthday and he passed away around this time last year, passed around August. And like we were talking about, if y'all remember, for those who watched or listened, excuse me, to the first episode, we were talking about share your experiences about a time that you tried to fight your dad. And I have stories for days. I was telling Jay, like all these experiences and it's just hilarious, man. But like looking back on it, you can laugh. But the story I want to share actually happened when I was in college. Um, and I was up on those rebellious kids that tried to, uh, I, I made sure you couldn't take stuff from me. So like, I made sure like I was that kid that would like pay his own phone bill just so the parents can't threaten to take the phone from you or buy the car off of somebody so that they can't take the car because they don't own the car anymore. That was me. And here I am being big and bad an hour, 20 minutes from my dad talking shit on the phone to him talking about like we got into this big argument. And I told him, I was like, well, until you're ready to dress me like an adult, I'm going to get off this phone. And if you pop off of me, I'm just going to hang up on you. And so we literally went, and me and my dad were really close. We usually talk every day. And we went a week without talking to each other. That weekend was Hampton University's homecoming. And Friday, he always took off because he went to Hampton University as well. He went That Friday, he always takes off to go check out the bazaar and everything. So he calls me, let me know, hey, I'm at the bazaar. Let's link up for lunch. And I'm like, oh, okay, so you're not even going to bring up the fact that, okay, cool, whatever. So if he wasn't going to talk about it, I wasn't going to talk about it. Man, we went through the whole day, me, my girlfriend at the time, and him, went through the whole day just chilling, acting like our normal selves. And after the step show and everything, went to step show, we're going to the apartment complex across the street because my guys just lived across the street at the time. And on the way over there, he was like, hey, man, I realized there were some things that, like, I did say that were out of pocket. I apologize. 
And I apologize too, but halfway through my apology, I'm greeted with this fist to my stomach, and I'm doubled over all the airs out of my like out of my lungs. My girlfriend at the time was so confused. She was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" And my dad was like, "And just so you know, nigga, if you ever think you man enough to raise your voice to me again, this is what you're gonna be greeted with." And from that day, I was like, "Yo, I gotta remember, no matter how old I get, no matter how many muscles I think I have." My daddy still hit harder. Like, my dad been gone for almost a year now, and I still don't talk crazy to him because I don't. The last thing I need is him to beat me up in my dreams, man. <laughs> but man, it's just it's just funny because like now, um, I get to see Jay now with his son. What would you do if your son popped off, man? How would you handle that? I don't know. Like in my mind, I have all these things that I rehearsed since um, Sierra got pregnant, and now it's like he's here. And even when, like, he's doing some wild shit, I just be sitting here like, okay, I don't really want to hit him. (laughs) I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to raise my voice. You know, I don't want to do anything like that. But, you know, once that cuteness wears off and he starts to get older, I genuinely think, you know, a time is going to come. You know, my father was not, like, really consistently in my life. You know, he'd pop up randomly for, like, a couple weeks. And then he disappeared for years. He just continuously did that. So I don't, you know, I don't really have that story. I don't really know what to expect in situations like that. But I know a day is going to come where he's going to try it. Because I tried it with my mama. It's a rite of passage. I literally tried it with my mama. I'll never forget being in the hallway of the house. And she was coming by. I can't remember what she was yelling at me about. She was yelling at me about something. And instead of going to do what she asked me to do, I kind of just like huff and puffed and balled my fist up. And I'll never forget. She turned and was like, why are you balling your fist up? You know, and I ain't say nothing. I'm like all breathing hard. I'm like taller than her now. And I'll never forget. She grabbed my shirt. Like I had on a polo shirt, you know, like where the buttons are. And she like twisted it up and hemmed me up against this wall. And was like, I don't care how big you get, I'll still whoop your ass. And Not it's just like, woman in the living man, room, I'm telling you, don't believe it. Don't believe it. I seen this woman, I seen this woman bust a, a locked door in because my brother tried to lock a door on her in the house, and she went up there and busted that joint in in front of all his friends. So don't, yeah, don't get it twisted. She, she can definitely pop off. Um, but moving forward, we asked for you guys to leave some voicemails for us to check out or to reach out to us and let us know about experiences that you want to share and we actually picked up one of the voicemails that we enjoy the best um and we're gonna play a brief clip of it for you so that was like 13 right and i was uh you know becoming a man and and growing into my oats um I was really tired of how my dad was talking to me. You know what I'm saying? He he didn't respect me being grown. You know what I'm saying? I'm 13. Um, I'm a man. I'm providing a whole lot of humor and personality to this household. And he just wasn't respecting that. So we, I don't remember like how we really got into it, but we ended up at, at the house and we in the basement and we going back and forth. And um, he was like, you, you want to come at me, boy? And I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? That man took off his bracelet. He took off his watch. He took off his wedding ring. 
He took off every identifiable piece of evidence to remind him that he was a family man and he just wanted to be a man. So I ain't really want to back down. I looked at my mom because my mom was in the room too. And I thought my mom loved me until that day. I looked at my mom like, so you going you gonna to get your husband? She turned around. Like she turned her whole back on me. And I was just like, wow, I guess everybody in this house has made their decision about who they care about first. So I respectfully declined my father's invitation um, outside that day um, because I was a thinking man. Even back then, I've always been the thinking man. And uh, I appreciate that I didn't have to show him a thing or two that day. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I didn't, I didn't, you know, take away his masculinity in his household. So, yeah. <laughs> man, it's so crazy how unloyal mothers can be when it comes to their husbands, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember, like, I had a similar situation, man, to that, man. It was just like, I'll never forget my after my mom saved my life she her way of calming my father down was i'm not trying to help you fi- hide a body i'm like dang <laughs> my mom and dad are sitting here just like i'm that replaceable so like man that's just crazy man but like hey y'all get at us man if like we're going to be having a lot of discussions that a lot of y'all can relate to we want to interact with you all so like send us stuff via social media I, again those social media platforms again are the twitter um, the Twitter fault the, the at, at Twitter is at the session nine and then the username for um, Instagram is the session underscore seven five seven underscore uh, do we have a subject for next week we do actually have a subject for next week um, so last week you know we had our moment where we sat up and we talked about toxic guy stuff um, and of course you know ladies we want to hear from your perspective there's no lady on this podcast to give you know that uh, perspective for the women. So what we would like is for the ladies, whether you date men or whether you date women, we don't discriminate. We would like for you guys to reach out to us and let us know about the worst date that you ever had. Let us know how toxic the guy was or let us know how boring the guy was or you can let us know how aggressive the guy was. We're men. We're always looking for tips. Mm -hmm. So feel free to be as candid as you would like to be. Or speak as free as you would like to be, you know, or whatever you want to give, uh, contribute to the podcast because it's not just about us. It's the podcast for the people. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like the funnier the story is, too. Like, we, we can get into it. So, yeah, man. But, like, I think that's all we got for this week, bro. Definitely. Pretty good. Definitely. Always good time sitting here chatting with my brother, you know. Once again, man, we're going to keep saying this down. Like, we're going to keep saying this. Like, get this stuff out there, man. This is a podcast for the people. You can follow us on the session underscore 757 on Instagram. On, excuse me. The session underscore 757 underscore. Please do not forget there are two underscores. You can follow us on Instagram with that username and then a Twitter, the session nine. And like you, like we even posted, we're starting to become active on social media, posting these links, talking about all this stuff. Um, also, we post it on the Instagram so you can get to know, put our a face to our names. Like, you know, get to know us. We love, we want to get to know you. Also, stay tuned. We're in the process of working on getting some merchandise out here. Uh, shout out to our boy, Bracey Martin, who provided us the with logo. our logo right now. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm claiming it. We're going to add some more stuff down the line to our logo. So I'm going to shout them out when that comes up. Right. Um, also, as you hear throughout these podcasts, we have beats. Last week we featured one of uh, Jay's homeboys. Like if you wanna, if you wanna get your stuff out there, we will shout you out, give you a plug, and just let you know. So like, 
if you have some beats you want to be heard like shoot them our way we're all for advancing the village man we're here to get y'all out there and and i'll stand up i'll put a challenge out there my boy talked about sponsoring some masks um so for me on my side the first 20 people who comment on our twitter page or our instagram page will be entered into a raffle drawing and on that raffle drawing you will receive an official the session podcast t-shirt that's right we'll have merch and we might even sign it for you we most definitely might even sign it for you guys if y'all like us i'm the cute one they fuck with us i'm the cute one you're gonna want Uh, mine i don't don't give a damn about (laughs) definitely faithfully taken um, but yeah, first 20 people to comment between now. We're recording at July 6th. And uh, we'll cut this bad boy off as soon as we get to 20. So you'll just have to monitor it. And if we get to 20 before the next podcast, then you know maybe we'll do a different type of drawing for next week. Mm-hmm. But definitely share this podcast. Tell your people about this podcast. Anything else you want to add, brother? Um, you said you want to say one more thing about your homeboy. Definitely. Um, to 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 go ahead and just shout a few things out uh, really quickly before we co- uh, close. Um, I know a lot of people are going through different things on a day to day, and I just wanted to let you guys know that our thoughts and our prayers are definitely with everyone uh, as you journey throughout your day and as we journey throughout the week. Um, I most definitely would like to give a shout out to. Um, my boy uh, Jesse Green here in Newport News, Virginia. Um, his father, uh, Clarence, I believe he had a stroke a little while ago, and he's still in the hospital. And you know, it looks like he's getting stronger and stronger day by day. I just um, would like to ask you guys, man, to comment on the page, you know, and and give him a shout out, give him some encouraging words. Um, sometimes you never know, man, those, those few encouraging words be enough mm-hmm. to help people, uh, become even stronger and continue to fight. And to you, uh, Mr. Clarence Green, I just want you guys to know that, um, we, we are supporting you guys praying for you, as well. praying for you guys. And, and, and we know that you're going to come back even stronger than you were before. So that's all we have for this week. Yeah, man. Thank Thanks. you guys for tuning in. Thank y'all for I rocking with us. One of your loyal host, Jay, from the great state of GA. And then you got Trey from the VA. Man, we should have thought about this a little bit more with our names rhyming and our states rhyming. <laughs> but y'all, hope to see y'all rocking with us next week. Stay tuned on our social media for updates. And uh, yeah, I'll let y'all next week. All right. Peace. Peace and blessings. <laughs>